0: you still standing. Can you please turn to your Bibles in Matthew chapter nine. Matthew chapter nine. I am uh, loving this chapter, this, this book, this, this week. God has been so good. It's so in Matthew chapter nine, verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine. And once you have it, you may say Amen. Some folks are still looking for it. So Matthew chapter nine, verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine. And it says here and when he was come into the house the blind men came to him and jesus said unto them believe ye that i am able to do this jesus said unto him yea lord then touched he their eyes saying according to your faith be it unto you let's just pray sister Robert, can you pray for service this morning And everybody says, "Amen." You may be seated. So I don't believe I'll be long, but I'll let God have His way. God has burdened my heart. I've been burdened all week, and I've been burdened with what maybe you're going through. Maybe you're going through some 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 times, some hard times. Maybe you know somebody who's going through some hard times. But this is what God put upon my heart. And with God's help, I'm going to try my best to give it to you guys. There are three things that God put upon my heart to go through. And in his word, we're going to look at his word. And the three things that we might be going through is anxiety, loneliness, or depression. The impacts of anxiety. Your heart is racing. You feel a funny tingling sensation in your fingers, Maybe you're sweating, maybe you're anxious, disoriented, feel a little distracted from reality. Sometimes this will refer to a panic attack. Some people get an upset stomach, muscle tension, migraine headache. stress is hitting your body. What's happening to your body when you're submitted to all those worries and anxiety and pressure and workload and maybe anger? It's simply called stress. How does stress affect us physically? Accelerated heartbeat, increased blood pressure, maybe ulcers, hyperventilating, your skin can get tight and tense, maybe itchy. All these different things happen to us and it becomes Increasingly clear, sometimes that many little small loads of daily stress. You're like, well, that's so small, that's so small, that's so small. But when you add it all up together, it becomes a serious problem. And sometimes it's really hard to look at what the solution is. And so, you know, you're, you're spending endless time pondering and thinking and worrying about what the results can be. And that becomes sometimes, oftentimes, negative thinking. Worries increase when we focus on the things of this world. Worry can cause ulcers, mental problems, health issues. And that can cause you to even have a short life. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 34 it says, Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. In Matthew thirteen twenty-two, He also that receiveth seed among the thorn is he that is fearing the word and the care of this world. What does the care of the world do to it? Deceitfulness of riches choke the word and you become unfruitful. Those worries, those things that can exist, anxiety can choke you up and that you are no longer fruitful for what you want to do for God. Trust in God. Don't worry. Don't take thought of what's going to happen tomorrow. Don't take thought of what's gonna, what the world's going to do. Don't worry about that. Anxiety and worry and tension and some of those more destructive forces face us. But when it does, it sucks all the strength out of you. And you slowly determine, undermine that, where's my faith? Where's my God? Jesus is right there. He's there to strengthen you. He's there to help you. He's there to give you that faith. And it's so important that we get ourselves mature in God because when we have a relationship with him, it makes it easier. So how do we face the situation? We choose to rely on His strength. We choose to give it to God. Let His Word feed us. You no, know, maybe we've forgotten that God can handle the problem. We try to do everything ourselves, but God can handle it. That's what He's there for, to take it from us. But He's not going to grab it from you. He needs to offer it to Him. He say, God, take this from me. It's too heavy for me to burn Amen. <laughs> Jesus, I need you. God gave us a plan on how we should handle it. Meditate therein day and night. Yeah. Meditate. That thou observe to do according to all that is written therein in the Word of God. And that thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Prosperous is a positive thing, it's a good thing. And then thou shalt have a good success. So whatever anxiety you're going through, when you meditate there in day and night. Now I don't know about you, but sometimes I fall in this trap of these things. It consumes my night. And then I don't get a good sleep. And then I affects me the next day. But the Bible says in Joshua, meditate there day and night. It continues on verse 9. Have not I command thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, wherever so thou goest. Wherever you go, if it's at school, or work, or home, wherever, God is with you. But when we choose to lean on our own understanding instead of God's promises, we take that overwhelming situation back in our own hands. And that moment we step back into that place, we open ourselves up to a flood of emotions anxiety, worry, tension. But there's hope and there's freedom for anyone who may be going through this situation. It's a snare and I know a lot of our, our, our people, I know my family, I saw their snares. Their snares that they have when they're trapping for an animal, it's big and it's a tiny little thing that one little piece on it and you, that animal steps in it, it's a snare. It's caught you. And you think, I've got this under control. That snare looks like it's big and you can avoid it. But one little trigger catches you. So there is hope. And Jesus is that hope. He can take away that crippling stress from you. He can take it away. The Bible says, come on to me, all ye that are and or heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Cut off that stress. Go to Jesus, and he will take care of you. As soon as you have unbelief, and as soon as you start to worry about it, you're caught back in that level of stress and anxiety. In Matthew chapter 25, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, for what ye shall eat, maybe you're worried about eating, feeding the children, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on, is not... The life more than meat, and the body more than raiment. And then he continues to talk right here, and it's in red in the Bible that so Jesus is talking here. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns; yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Are you not much better than the little birds? Jesus made you in his kind. He wanted worshipers. He made you for that purpose. He's going to take care of you. If he can take care of the little birds, he can take care of your clothing, your food, your bills, your home. He can take care of all of that. And then in verse 30, it says, O ye of little faith. Little faith. We need to have great faith according to your faith be it unto you jesus told the blind men that whatever your faith is being told unto you it can happen faith is so important and as brother matt was saying we have to have faith we can't see what's in the package we have to have faith what's in there it's presented to the city hall we have to have faith guys no matter what we're going through no matter what we're, we have whatever our situation might be you no, do not get anxious about the things of this world. Instead, give it to God and make him your priority. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, I believe it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these right things, and he will take care of the rest. He will. Casting all your cares upon him and he will care for you. Whatever your cares are, I man, God's used to it. This, this, he can handle it. He's got big shoulders. He can handle it. And it says in verse 9 of um, uh, Peter, chapter 5, Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world, but the grace of God hath called us unto glory. Jesus Christ, after ye have suffered a little while, sometimes we suffer, we do, but we forget to give it to God, make you perfect. Those things in life would happen, and yes, they do. But it's to mold us and to shape us, but not to have anxiety about it. You know, not to have all that. It's to make you perfect established, and establish and strengthen. You're like, oh, sister, how can that strengthen me? When you go through a situation, God's molding you. But as soon as you take on that stress and that anxiety, that's what makes you sick. That's what makes you weak. And the Bible says, To him be glory and dominion forever and ever, amen. Meaning he's going to strengthen you. He will strengthen you. Just call on him and he will help you. And uh, I said this before, and you might have heard me before. In all things give thanks. I always find that when things get rough and tough and life happens, if I stop and I say to myself, what's one thing I can be thankful for? What's one thing I can be thankful for? Instead of dwelling on the problem or the situation, Take that moment and say, God, what can I thank you for? What have you done for me this day or yesterday that I can testify about? What has God done for you? And every day a new opportunity comes. I love what Brother Zachary said. New opportunities come. A new opportunity to give God the praise, to give him thanksgiving. Or simply say, here God, I have another thing, dum dum me boom, you know, give it to him. And it's okay, no more anxiety. And it says here, um, but let him ask in faith. So we're going to ask in faith but we're going through things. We're asking faith for our, our project that we've given to the city. Nothing wavering. For he that is wavering is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Saints of God, Jesus doesn't want us to be stuck in that wind and tossed and gone back and forth and stuck in that storm. He's able to deliver you from anxiety. He is able to deliver you from anxiety. Anybody believe that? Amen. Amen. So he can deliver you from anxiety. What about loneliness? What about loneliness? Going back to our first scripture, believe you that I am able to do this? Jesus is asking the blind man, am I able to deliver you and make you see again? And the blind man's response was, "Yea, Lord. So what about loneliness? The Bible says, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And the word amen means so be it. Amen. It's done. Well, sometimes we might feel lonely, maybe because we are a social outcast, or not included in others, not part of the group. We may feel rejected, or isolated, or alone. We should understand that we are, we are alone, not just because, you know, or maybe people are going through that like, they're losing friends, or they're losing fellowship, or they're losing hanging out time. But God created us to fellowship. And to have a relationship with Him. With Him. Amen? With Him. So God created us to have habits of Him. To praise Him. To live with Him. Now God doesn't only live up in heaven. He's right here and He's designed to live in you. He wants to fill you up. He wants to put you right there. Put yourself right inside of you. So how do we sometimes react? someone's going through loneliness, we try to fill up that void. Sometimes you may get angry or bitter. No, I'm just angry at everybody. They may withdraw themselves even more so from others and think about fantasies or imaginations gone wild and and imagine this situation in the world. But in reality, they're holding on to old memories or imaginations and fantasies. And that isolation starts to become loneliness. Sometimes our young people look for a boyfriend or a girlfriend to fill in that loneliness. Young adults will say, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and get married and everything's going to be fine. I'm not even going to be lonely anymore. You know, sometimes teenagers will join up with games and say, hey, I'm a part of a group now. This is my new family. I'm not alone anymore. Some people, Sometimes some people fill their days with work and work and work And they try and distract themselves, trying to achieve more. But deep down inside, they're suffering from loneliness. Sometimes distractions can happen. Hey, I'll go shopping. I'll get rid of that loneliness. Or I'll go buy new shoes. But these little fixes that they try to do, they don't last. They don't last. Jesus says, I in them and thou in me will come unto him and make abode with him. God wants to be with us. He wants to be right in us. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So to attack loneliness is to have that faith. Our faith that God is our true and living word. And he's living in us. He is with us. He is aboding with us. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is right there. He's life in us jesus wants us to look at his word and to put it into our lives because he does not want us to be lonely it is not the will of god for you to feel loneliness jesus wants an opportunity to have fellowship with you and to have a relationship with you and not to feel like you're alone when we pray we tell jesus and we talk to him you close your eyes and you feel and as you start to meditate on the things that are good, you know, there's a scripture that goes something like, um, are you know, think on these things as a true, and honest, and a good report, think on those things. Jesus is right there with you. And, you know, you may say, well, I don't feel him right now. So instead I don't feel him. I'm trying to reach out to him, and I feel so alone. Jesus doesn't want you to feel alone. He says, teach us to pray, teach them to pray. Teach us to pray in Luke chapter 3, 11. And he said, and it came to pass that as he was praying in the certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, when ye pray, say, and if you know this one, our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so uh, as in earth, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we forgive everyone. Yeah, exactly. We have to have forgiveness. we got to learn to pray. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Those negative thoughts, negative imaginations, negative things are evil. Jesus is right here, and he is able to deliver us from loneliness. We need to ask ourselves, God, I need to pray more. I need to pray more because then I can talk to you, and I can feel you, and I'm going to keep studying your word because your word becomes alive in me. Like These young people, that was beautiful having the word in them that way. And the Bible says uh, later on in um verse 9 of chapter 11 of Luke. And I say unto you, ask. Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And he that knocketh it shall be opened. Jesus is saying, knock on my door. Ask, and seek after me. And he will fill you up. You don't want to try to think it out yourself. Just get on your knees and say, God, I want to ask you because I to seek you. I want to knock on your door. I want to look at your word. Give me a word. Give me something. Take away this loneliness. And I pray the Father, that He shall give you a comforter. He's going to give you a comforter, saints so of God. He's right there comforting you. Young people, you don't need to go into a game. Young ladies, you don't need to get a boyfriend. Young men. you don't need to get a girlfriend. You don't need to look out there and try to fill this up for yourself. God is your comforter. And he comes and he takes care of you all. Hallelujah. Jesus wants us to respond positively to loneliness. And you're like, what does that mean? You When you're alone, you get to pray. You don't have to worry about making anybody else busy and entertaining and everything else. And I'll go get tell you the honest truth. Uh, Pastor Mark, uh, Alexander and I were chatting a, a couple of weeks ago, and I said, I want to tell you something, honey. I said to him, When I was single, when I was in Seattle College, man, I could pray. And I could pray, and I could have cereal for. Supper, and I could pray, I didn't have to cook, I didn't have to clean, I didn't have to do laundry, and I could just pray. And, and we are laughing about that, and then it came to my memory of thinking, oh yes, sometimes when you're alone, you get more time to pray. And then you get stronger, and you get a relationship. With and I remember, I'm wow, and I was like, these things and God will show me this stuff. And I was like, hmm, I think I need to go and find a little closet somewhere and take some time to pray again. You know? (laughs) And, and, uh, um, hmm, what about the laundry and the chores and the food? Well, God helped me with that part. You know, God is good. He is our comforter. And he says, yea, I am not alone, but because the Father is with me, Jesus is right here with us. He stood with us. He's strengthening us. You know, and, and, he's, and he's helping us. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me onto his heavenly kingdom. He has a plan, saints of God, to take us home. But as we are living on earth, we got to get rid of all these things that maybe our folks are going through. We, you know, when we are able to lay at the cross, when Sister... Robert says see so at the cross, at the cross. You know, and then that part that says, and faith, faith. We just need a little bit of faith. A little bit of faith to get rid of all these things. Jesus is with us, and he says again, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Let your conversation, okay, what about conversation? Be without contentiousness. And be content with such things as ye have. So be content. Hey, Oh I like her new shoes. I want those shoes too. Well, it's okay. You'll get your own shoes. That's the more we have shoes. <laughs> you know? And for when we asked for McMurray folks went through fire evacuation, all of a sudden we're like, Well, they've got I've the got one outfit. You know? <laughs> we all see actually shot in the hands, we were like, Well my god, at least I got clothes on. Anyway, hey, right? and you're like, well, I'll figure out what I'm to tomorrow. That's the same thing, bless the Lord. You know, and we started to learn to appreciate those little things, right? We don't need to forbid something else. We don't have to go down that world. And then the Bible says, and be content with such things as ye have, for he hath said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus will never go against his word. If he says it, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Mark my word. He will never do that. Never. And so so that he may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me, because Jesus will never leave you. Never. Acknowledge that he is there in your life. Say, oh God, be still. And know that I am God. I will exalt among the heathen, and I will exalt in the earth. Give thanks. Enter into his, into his gates with thanksgiving in your heart, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. Bless his name. God, thank you for this, and thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing for me. Thank you, Jesus, oh God, that you heard our petition. Thank you, Jesus, oh God, that I'm not alone. I don't do not have anxieties. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God that I am here. Blessed by the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And then saints of God, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's a friend. We ought to be a blessing to other people. We ought to lift each other up. Fellowship with the saints of God that your joy may be full. It's not to come together to murmur and then I'm playing and oh life is this and life is that. No, no, no. Coming together to have joy, unspeakable, and full of glory, and talk about the things of God, what God's been doing for you. You know, deep deep because God is there and He's with you all the time. And I want to give God thanks for Sister Faith. I texted her yesterday because Sister Faith comes in my mind often. And the reason why she comes to my mind often, especially when I'm studying uh, to, to minister, she comes to my mind because when I was a new convert and life was tough and you're know, trying to, you know, find new places to have tea or whatever, is, and you're just changing your world. So, Sister Faith had opened her door all the time. I'd go early in the morning, I'd go late at night. And she was there, put on the teapot and give me tea. And I was thinking yesterday, those conversations that we would have, I never left. Oh my goodness, I got all this burden to carry. I have all this heavy stuff. I have to hear about all of face problems. And no, mm-mm. I left singing. I left with the word of God. I remember she was reading the Bible to me. And I mean, and her kids were there, they were homeschooling and different things, and she still took time to make sure I left, felt better, like away my tears. I, I went there with tears many times, a big box of tissue on the table, and the tea, you know? And I did my things. I had a sister, when I needed somebody. And we need to be there for each other. We need to be there for each other. We need to help each other out. We need to fellowship one with another. And when we fellowship, we have to have godly conversations and good conversations and, and uplifting each other, not tearing each other down, not talking about other people in any negative way. we got to have a good fellowship because we've got to leave feeling, whoo, that was awesome. I can't wait for the next hour we get together. Here in Proverbs 18.24, a man that has friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. We have friends that are here. You know, we are brothers and sisters. And brothers and sisters, they were like, oh, we're not even related. Well, we are when we come together in fellowship. And talking about friends, I must tell you. I have a blessed friend with me today. And my blessed friend is my good friend Tracy and her husband Brian. Let's give him a <laughs> I used to kick her in the crib. <laughs> I know her from way back then. And she knows me. She knows all my quirks and all my things and all the mischievous things. I was like, a teenager? She knows me. Don't ask for stories. <laughs> but life comes and goes. We're not even sisters. but Everybody thought we were sisters. And I'm like, yeah, she's my sister. You know, we have each other, guys. We need to fellowship one another. We have to encourage each other in the Lord and help each other. So, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. We're going to praise him. We're going to attack that Satan. He's going to try many times, guys. To put that little snare, that little trigger right there of anxiety and loneliness and stress and depression. Depression? What about depression? What is depression? Depression is a whole body illness involving your body, your mind, and your thoughts. It affects the way you eat, the way you sleep, the way you feel about yourself, and the way you think about things. It is not the same thing as just saying, hey, it's just a sign of personal weakness, No. It is not a condition that is willed or wished away. They need help. Somebody who's going through depression needs help. And the help that they need is from God. Only God, Jesus, can deliver us and take it out of us. You know, because if not, that depression can last for days and weeks and even years. Is the answer for depression. What causes depression? Maybe other illnesses like uh, strokes or Parkinson's disease, maybe cancer, maybe even medications can cause it. Uh, you ever see those little advertisements saying, oh, if you take this, side effects might be blah, 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 depression? You know, we need to be mindful what we're putting on our body because it can affect us spiritually. Depression can be seen as sometimes family history, personalities, always genetics. Oh, because some people feel that, oh, if they have depression in their family, they too are going to get depression. That's a lie. That's just a snare of the devil. Absolutely not. I love my mom. Many of you guys know my mom. My mom mom has struggled with alcoholism. My mom was an alcoholic growing up. Thank God she's sober now. But I never grew up and said, well, Someday I'm going to be an alcoholic too. No, we don't need to think that because what our family members might have gone go through, we too are going to be there. That's a lie. I'm saying to you guys, Jesus made you. And he made you perfect. He wants to live inside of you. Other causes of depression can be life, life such as loss of a loved one, loss of a job, divorce, moving to a new place, money problems relationship challenges at home, or at work, or at school. Life comes on. But saints of God, don't let that spirit of depression hit you. Because you're going to start to feel these things. Loss of interest in ordinary activities, persistent sadness, feeling of hopelessness, and worthlessness, and helplessness. Maybe insomnia or early morning awakenings, or oversleeping, decreased energy, slowed right down. Appetite, or weight loss, or the opposite, overeating and weight gain. Difficult concentrating, making decisions are really hard, hard to focus. All these things take over us. It's not just our flesh, it's a spiritual thing. We need to ask God to deliver us from this because God is able to deliver you from depression. I am not a doctor. I'm far from being a doctor, but I know the Bible says, and it says here that the Bible in Hosea 4 6 says, My people are destroyed for a lack of understanding. We need to lean on the scriptures. And the power of the Holy Ghost to give us that understanding. That know the things that are true, that are freely given to us of God. He's given us a solution. He's given us the remedy. He's given us the medicine. It is calling upon Him. It's hanging on to that faith and saying, Jesus, help me. Do you believe that He's able to take you from that situation? Do you believe it? God can do it. He can do it. Personally, I'll tell you the truth. I suffered from depression before I knew Jesus. I suffered from such every depression. I saw counselors and therapists and psych wards. And I mean, my friend Tracy knows. I I suffered every depression. Oh, what a day that was when I know Jesus. When I saw Jesus. Depression to was gone. It was gone at the cross. At the cross when I laid my burdens down, He picked me up and He took me. And I don't have depression. I could joy unspeakable and fall of glory. You know it's the joy of the Holy Ghost. Joy. Jesus helps us. And a scripture I always hung on to. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Oh, I used to seek Jesus, I'd come to church, I'd get together, I'd hang out with the other sisters, and then, you know, i come together. One time, I had a little beater, I had a little beater car, I was driving around, and I had to lip, leave the Pomo Palace because my was were having a big party, and I, I didn't really know where to go, so I was just driving around. Late at night, I went to pizza, pizza Hut, up in Thickwood, around the downtown, just driving around, late at night, fellowshipping. You can't, you can't even go, you're thinking, why are you at Pizza Hut? Well, guess what? God took me to Pizza Hut. You know why? Pastor Neal and Pastor we are sitting right there at Pizza Hut. <laughs> and I would come in, they're like, "Why did you doing that minutes to 11? I'm like, I'm going the party. He's gonna join mine. <laughs> and that was the first time I ever got to sit with the two of them and have a fellowship. You know, see, kingdom of God, fellowship with him, and righteousness, doing what's right, and all these things, whatever you're praying for, whatever you're asking God for, you're asking God, oh, you know, God, rebuild my home, physical home, spiritual home, you know, our natural home, maybe God, help me with that job, I need this, all these things, Do I need a job, God can do it. You seek him first, and you've lived right. He is going to have all these things added onto you. That's the word of God, and the word of God has never changed. It's the same word of God. So, as I said earlier, take thought. Take therefore no thought for the moral, for the moral shall take thought of the things for of itself. True joy. Jesus can give you that joy. He is able to deliver you from depression. He is the remedy. Think of the blessed, the Beatitudes. attitudes in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And there's many more blessings that are going to happen. Remember, saints of God, you are the light of the world. You are the light of Fort McMurray, Anzac, Fort Mackay, Fort Chip. You are that light. And don't let your light go out. Do not allow the devil to come in and be like a snare in you. To take you and, and get you full of anxiety and loneliness and depression and stress and... Mm-mm, kick him away. Stay close to Jesus. Have faith in him. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly but for all you can even think or imagine, he can do all of that for you. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Imagine that. You're going to get to heaven. This is just temporary. Amen. But we got to live we got to be a light. we just got to keep on walking, keep on living. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of this world. Let your light so shine before men that that they may see your good works. Remember those parts of testifying? Those parts of giving God thanks for something? That's your good works that's following you. Testify what God's doing for you. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. He is our peace as well. He gives us peace. He takes away our burden, all our problems. It says here in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, bear ye one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. If you know of somebody at work or somebody at home or somebody here that is heavy laden. Encourage them. Hold them up. Somebody had to help hold me up once before. Thank you, Sister Faith. You are one of them. You know, we ought to be there for each other. We have to trust in Jesus. We have to say, the joy of the Holy Ghost. All these things, that your door might be full. Comfort us. The Bible says that he will comfort us in all our tribulation, all our problems, all our difficult things. He is going to comfort us. So my closing scripture, if we can stand. Is in First Thessalonians chapter five, verses fourteen. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the people minded, comfort them, support the weak, be patient toward all men, see that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, which is good, both among yourself and to all men. Rejoice, verse 16, rejoice evermore. Rejoice! 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 No more depression, no more loneliness, no more anxiety, no more stress. The next verse says, pray without ceasing. Pray, pray, pray. Jesus, help me. Get a relationship with me. And then verse 18. And everything give thanks, but this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you and me. And praise and worship and song and dance. Our faith will rise. And we will believe. We will believe. If you never believed it before, that God is able to do it. We'll believe it now. When you sing and you and you have a dance and you have a victory and you give God the praise and you have joy. He is able to deliver us from anxiety, loneliness, depression, stress, any of those snares that come. So come with me young people. I say young people because I do a lot of work with you. But come with me, saints of God. Come and stand here at the altar with us. And this remind ourselves: joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. A little bit of faith. Just a little bit of faith is going to you a long way. Maybe you're not going through anxiety. Maybe you're not going through lonely Maybe you're not going through depression. But somebody is. Come and pray for them. Pray one for another. Pray for your classmates at school. Pray for your friends at work. <laughs> Jesus is right here, right now. He wants to touch you. He wants to heal you from all things. No more anxiety. No more fear. No more depression. No more anxiety. No more depression. No more loneliness. It's joy unspeakable and of all, full of glory. It's giving God praise and thanks for what you have. Jesus, help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. It's not just you and me right here. thank God. We have a city that's hurting. Pray for them. Pray for your family. Pray for your friends. Oh, Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you.